This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Welcome to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk with Reverend Jennifer Hadley. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace through practical application. Here is your host, Reverend Jennifer Hadley. Bonjour. Bonjour. (laughs) I'm grateful, very grateful to join with you. And uh, I'm going to let you know that this is episode number 600. Episode number 600. I started in September 2011. And now it is May 2023. It's actually Mother's Day as I record this. I'm a little bit late because I was just working constantly on my family's house when I was up in Maine. And now I am back in Vermont. I just got back and I'm excited for this episode today. I will also say an apology. The episode I did when I was in Maine, I had broken my thing for my headset and so I had to use the microphone on my computer to record and I did not realize how loud the birds were so I'm really sorry if that bothers you Uh, nothing I could do about it in post because the microphone just picked up the birds who were very loud (laughs) I just didn't notice it when I was recording so life That's what I say. Life is happening. Life is happening. And just before I pray, if you're thinking 600 episodes, I only see 300 in this podcast. That means that you are listening through iTunes, Apple Podcasts, as many of us do. And they have a rule that only allows 300 episodes per podcast. So for the iTunes folks, we have a second podcast, which is entitled Gorse Miracles Archive. You will find the first 300 episodes in the podcast entitled A Gorse Miracles Archive, if you are listening with an Apple podcast app. And uh, the we will be creating a new podcast to accommodate uh, the way Apple does it just for the Apple people and that will be A Course in Miracles Archive 2 so every time we record a new episode uh, it gets transferred to uh, the the um, we have to drop one off and that gets transferred down so that's how it's going to be. 
um, if you're listening with a different, if you're listening with Spotify or Stitcher or a different podcast app, I don't think you'll have any issues. They'll all be in one. Yep. So technology, that's how it, it goes. Let's pray. I'm so grateful. I'm so thankful for the love of God that shines in our hearts and in our minds. So grateful for the peace of God that is awakening in our hearts and minds. We're remembering our true nature and our true identity. We're recognizing our brothers and sisters are one with us. We're letting go of that sense of separation, and we are letting go of the blocks to love. This is why we come together and join together to know and remember the truth that sets us free. We are so grateful, so thankful to allow ourselves to liberate from all confusion, all sense of lack and limitation. We are grateful to share the benefits with everyone. We let it be, and so it is. Amen. 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 Yes. All right. So uh, today... What I got pointed to very clearly is chapter 25, section 8, and it's entitled, Justice Returned to Love. Chapter 25, section 8, Justice Returned to Love. If you've got the FIP version, it's page 534. Now, this uh, revisits one of the clear messages and teachings, themes of A Course in Miracles is that our sense of separation is consistently re-energized by our thoughts and decisions to basically hide from our holiness, hide from God, hide from the Holy Spirit, and to consciously go it alone to feel undeserving of healing, undeserving of uh, uh, all the good in life. And so instead we find ways to punish ourselves and we fear punishment from God. So instead we punish ourselves and it's all very complicated emotionally and mentally, but it's also very clear, and it's not many different things appearing. It's really one belief in separation appearing over and over and over again, and because we are choosing to energize it over and over and over again. So we energize it when we attack someone. We energize it when we feel like a victim over and over again. We're doing this throughout our days. And so what I've seen is if we're willing to what I call partner up, if we're willing to, on a personality level, reach to our higher Holy Spirit self and willingness to actually recall, to remember, to reaffirm that we are our higher Holy Spirit self. We are that holiness. We are perfect, whole, complete. We are 
the, the wisdom of God. We are the Christ, and we are not this despicable creature that we think we've made in this world. We are instead that perfect Christed being. If we're willing to energize that, then the fastest path to remembering it and living in that field of perfect love with the the clear knowledge of who we are is not to rely upon the understanding of the personality which comes through the filters of the ego thought system. So instead, we just go to spirit, to God, to the Holy Spirit, to the I am that I am, whatever name we wish to give it does not matter. We go to the highest wisdom and surrender. I'm surrendering these thoughts. I'm surrendering these beliefs. I'm cultivating my willingness. I am opening myself for a healing, a renewal, a restoration. I am willing to be revived to an awareness of my natural state. I'm going back to the original instructions, the default settings. And then, as I've said thousands of times, we don't have to figure out how to have a healing. Our job is merely to allow. So we have to first be willing, and then we have to allow it to occur. So most spiritual students, when they are beginning this work in earnest, they must get in the habit of turning to their holiness for the healing and not relying upon the personality anymore for the healing. So it's not, that's not complicated. That's not complicated at all. So in a sense, this is what we're talking about here, chapter 25, section 8. Justice returned to love. It begins... The Holy Spirit can use all that you give to him for your salvation. But the Holy Spirit cannot use what you withhold, for the Holy Spirit cannot take it from you without your willingness. This is something Jesus repeats again and again in different ways. So I'm, I'm going to read it one more time. The Holy Spirit can use all that you give for your salvation, but the Holy Spirit cannot use what you withhold, for Spirit cannot take it from you without your willingness. In the fear and conflict section in chapter 2, he says basically the same thing, that if he takes it from you, if the Holy Spirit, if your higher self, if Jesus, if the angels and the ascended masters, the company of heaven takes from you your errant thoughts, your mistaken beliefs, without your willingness, without your surrendering, then you cannot have 
it's not going to work. The system does not work that way. We must be willing. That's the only requirement, and it is a requirement. So what many of us are doing is we're trying to figure it out at the level of the personality. So the issues are at the level of the personality, and we're trying to figure it out at the level of the personality. So you can't drain the swamp at the level of the swamp. It's that kind of a situation. So that's why it's so essential that we partner up, that we reach to the Holy Spirit. This is what Jesus tells us again and again. And he explains why. He said, for if the Holy Spirit did use what you haven't, willingly provided you you don't have willingness if the holy spirit did take from you that which you are not offering you would believe he wrested it from you against your will that's what the personality would make of it and so you would not learn that it is your will to be without it So let me start from the beginning here. The Holy Spirit can use all that you give. I'm going to use these masculine pronouns. Um, I I often substitute them, but I'm just going to do it this way here. (laughs) The Holy Spirit can use all that you give to him for your salvation, but he cannot use what you withhold, for he cannot take it from you without your willingness. For if he did, you would believe he wrested it from you against your will. And so you would not learn it is your will, it is your will to be without it. You need not give it to him wholly, willingly, for if you could You had no need of him. So we don't have to be completely willing. We can be on the fence. But we do have to have the willingness to say, I'm not interested in this anymore. I don't want this anymore. Or even to say, I I want the peace of God more than anything else. To find some way in your mind to declare your willingness. Again, most of us, we go back and forth. We say, I only want the peace of God. And then we turn right around moments later and we start complaining. Well, we cannot have the peace of God while we're complaining. So obviously we are conflicted. And what Jesus tells us very clearly in the um, uh, conflict section is all conflict arises from saying you want the peace of God and choosing something else. So most of us are conflicted at least some of the time. We say we'd like to be a loving presence, and then we have attack thoughts. We say we would like to have compassion, and then we have judgment. So this is the back and forth that happens in our consciousness every day. 
But what Jesus is saying here is the Holy Spirit can use all that you give to the Holy Spirit for your salvation. So the Holy Spirit can take from us and heal everything that we offer up for healing. But the Holy Spirit cannot use, cannot heal what you withhold. For the Holy Spirit cannot take it from you without your willingness. So if we have judgments and complaints and fears and worries and doubts, crazy thinking, belief in lack and limitation, and we don't offer it up willingly, it's because... A, we don't feel worthy. B, we don't believe that we can have a healing. C, we think we're too far gone for a healing. And on and on and on. We believe that God doesn't really love us, that we're not really part of God, we're not worthy, etc., etc., etc. But if we can just say, I, I'm not interested in this anymore, I'm willing to give it up. Up, meaning up to the Spirit. Because as one of my favorite things that is in the Holy Bible, even if I make my bed in hell, thou art with me. So no matter what, we go with God. We walk in the love of God as the love of God. This is our nature. This is our inheritance. And so every moment... Every moment, every thought can be offered up. We don't ever have to suffer. And so what I teach in my programs, like Finding Freedom and Masterful Living and the upcoming Change Your Mind About Your Body, what I offer in these programs is the assistance to train the mind to consistently Offer up for healing that which is no longer needed or desired. And we hold on to these punishing thoughts and beliefs because we do feel we deserve to be punished. But God is not a punishing God. God will never punish us. We are not being punished by God. But we do choose to punish ourselves. And I know I used to be mean and cruel, and so I would punish myself unknowingly. I didn't recognize consciously that's what I was doing until I was willing to go the other way. And then I could see what I was doing, and I could see that I could have another choice. I could make another choice. I could put spirit in charge of my healing instead of thinking I had to figure it out. And this is one of the common things for spiritual students is they do believe they have to figure it out. So they become really good students. That's exactly what I did. Reading the books, understanding the principles, uh, being able to quote the scripture, For me, it was science of mind and then A Course in Miracles. And before science of mind, it was Shakti Gawain and um, Eric Butterworth and other various people. So study, study, study. Getting the intellectual understanding without the heart understanding. 
because, yes, it it took me, I would say, the first 10 or 12 years of being on the spiritual journey, I was consistently becoming more kind, becoming more loving. There's no question of that. But I was still in my intellect. I still was not living from my heart. I was still trying to do everything myself and not relying upon spirit for all the reasons I've already mentioned. Sense of unworthiness. I wanted to control it. I wanted to control my awakening. I didn't want to just wake up and live an entirely different life. I wouldn't then have wanted to live the life I'm living now. The life I'm living now to me is very often thrilling. It's exciting. Uh, I I shared the other day in an email that um, I I recently, I think I mentioned this in the last episode of the podcast, that I had uh, the opportunity to spend a few days with Lisa Natoli and Bill Free at their house, and then they came to my house in Maine, and um, they're participating, they're both participating as teachers, offering classes in this five-month program, Change Your Mind About Your Body, that starts on May 29th. And you can join us at any time and get the recordings, because um, we'll record everything. And um, Lisa just... She just spontaneously texted me um, the other day and said, Bill and I are so excited to be a part of this program. You know, those of us who are, the there's 15 teachers. We've got Aaron Abke and John Mundy and Alan Cohen and Corinne Zupko and dear friends, Mark Anthony Lord, people I love and... Uh, have known for years, David Fishman, uh, trying to think of, there's so many. Um, and we, we're excited about this. Kieran J. Gardner, very excited. It's going to be such a healing for everyone involved. That's what I'm feeling. So she just spontaneously texted me her excitement, you know, that we're doing this. And all of this is coming from our willingness, our individual willingness to partner up and to give away the misery, to give away trying to figure it out. We, This is what I see with all of my friends who are spiritual teachers and spiritual students is this willingness because all the teachers are students we're sharing uh, our excitement that comes from the willingness to offer up to spirit there's not one of us I know who is brilliant and tuned in and tapped in and really having a healing that has not learned that the willingness to turn away from trying to figure it out, trying to understand it, getting approaching it with the intellect 
does not bring healing. Every single one of us has learned that. Every single one of us. And that is what Jesus is saying right here. The Holy Spirit cannot use what you withhold. In other words, the Holy Spirit cannot use your false beliefs, your insanity, etc., that you're not willing to offer up for healing. Holy Spirit cannot use what you withhold, for Spirit cannot take it from you without your willingness. For if the Holy Spirit did take it from you without your willingness, you would believe he had wrested it from you against your will. And so you would not learn that it is your will to be without the healing. We need to recognize I'm choosing limitation. I am choosing separation. I have a choice. I can go the other way. Yes, every single one of us must absolutely learn this, know this, experience this. So that's why the pain is always pushing us to hand it over, to give it up. He says here, you need not give it to Holy Spirit, wholly willingly. So you don't have to give the suffering, the opinions, the judgments, the complaints, the misperceptions, you don't have to give them away to the Holy Spirit with complete willingness. For if you could do that, you wouldn't need the Holy Spirit. But we do need that Holy Spirit. We do need that higher Holy Spirit self. And here's the other thing is, We are that higher Holy Spirit self. We are not the personality, but we are seeing our life experience through the personality. You need not give the complaints, the misperceptions to the Holy Spirit, wholly willingly, for if you could, you would have no need of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is always for us, never against us. And that's the thing that it takes a long time for many spiritual students to get, is be in that relationship all day, every day, just continuously offering up what you do not want anymore. Every thought, every belief, every opinion that you see blocking the flow of love, offer it up. (laughs) All right, it's time for me to take a break. And uh, you are listening to A Course in Miracles. My name is Jennifer Hadley, and you can go to jenniferhadley.com to see any and all of the programs that I've mentioned, especially Change Your Mind About Your Body starting May 20. Thank you for tuning in for A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. 
Welcome back. My name is Jennifer Hadley. We're talking about A Course of Miracles. And if you just heard a commercial, let me mention to you that we are getting ready to launch an ad-free podcast. So all of these episodes without any ads. And of course, the ads help pay for everything, all of our expenses. And so if you would like to have the ad-free version, we're going to be offering that uh, at a low cost per episode, and um, then you can have it ad-free. I'm, I'm an ad-free person. I've been an ad-free person for a long time, so I... I use many different services. I'm happy to pay for the ad-free versions so I don't have to listen to the ads. And, uh, of course, it'll still be free for those people who don't mind listening to the ads. But if you'd like to have the ad-free version, that will become available soon. And also, when it does know that... um, that income is actually going to go to support me and some goals I have. I have been uh, very dedicated in uh, having all the income from all these programs and everything going to the Power of Love Ministry, which is a 501c3 nonprofit organization. And now that we're coming into the 10th year of this uh, Power of Love ministry, I am now going to start to offer some things that will be for um, support of me individually so that if anybody would like to support me individually and not the, the ministry, you can do that because uh, I have some goals for myself, which are to uh, have a I'd like to uh, purchase a home and and decorate it and do what I'd like. I've been renting my whole life and I'm interested in having a, what people call a forever home, although if spirit tells me to pull up my roots and go somewhere else. I will do that, as I have been doing for many years. But uh, that's a goal I have, is to own my own home and uh, to be able to pay for it, which, as the leader of the Power of Love ministry, I've taken as little as I could out of the ministry to support its growth. So I'm just going to be offering the podcast with a pay-per-episode. You get it ad-free. And the money will also go to support uh, me and my personal financial life beyond the ministry. (laughs) That may sound strange. And I've had some spiritual teachers say, I wouldn't do that if I were you. But um, I really like being able to have the ministry Uh, be the recipient of uh, so much of uh, what we're doing. And I also have this goal of having my own home. And I'm going to put this out there, and it may bother some people. And if it does, I think that's your judgment and your opinion that's bothering you. So, uh, but I'm not anticipating that it will bother people. I feel very loved and supported by the community. 
And I've been so grateful to share and will continue to share all these things for free. Daily prayers, daily inspiration, many classes for free or a low cost. And uh, so let's go back to what we're talking about here about withholding from spirit. Isn't it crazy to think of ourselves as withholding from spirit? We withhold love. Don't we? I was such a love withholder that when somebody uh, did something I didn't like and I got hurt, I would withhold love. I would withhold my connection. I would judge and complain and withhold. And I'm not interested in that withholding anymore. To have, give all to all. So... In this section here, this first paragraph of chapter 25, section 8, whatever it is that you give to the Holy Spirit, you need not give it to Him completely willingly. You can feel some conflict in there that maybe you like this judgment, you like this complaint. There's something about it that really feels um, necessary we we all have that. We have grievances that we don't want to give up. We have grudges that we don't want to hand over. There's something about being that one who's withholding love and compassion that we sometimes feel very attracted to. We feel hurt. We feel resentful. We feel guilty, ashamed. We feel unworthy. And so we continue to hold on to this. Uh, But Jesus says here, if you could heal yourself without the Holy Spirit, without that higher Holy Spirit self, which is your true identity, if you could do it, then you, you wouldn't need the Holy Spirit, and we do. And this is what the Holy Spirit needs that you prefer the Holy Spirit take it than that you keep it for yourself alone and recognize that what brings loss to no one, you would not know. So we don't have the big picture. We don't have the full understanding. So what the Holy Spirit is needing from us, this is Jesus' word here, needs, what the Holy Spirit needs, is that you prefer the Holy Spirit takes it than that you keep it. Because we think, oh, I can keep my grievance or I can keep my sense of unworthiness, in that case, the grievance against ourself, and it's not going to affect anyone. But the Holy Spirit knows as our higher self knows, that we cannot hold a grievance and have it not affect everyone, the entire sonship, all of life. And so it is the ultimate selfishness to not hand it over. We are not being helpful. We are not living our destiny. We are not fulfilling our purpose if we hold on to any of these grudges and grievances, we are 
instead than withholding love from all of life. All of life suffers because we are not operating as we're designed to operate by giving these grievances and grudges to the Holy Spirit for healing. So that's powerful, is it not? It says here, this much is necessary to add to the idea no one can lose for you to gain. No one can lose for you to gain. And this is why I say the highest and best for anyone is the highest and best for everyone. It's the way things are because there's only one. We cannot have a benefit and other people suffer. Other people cannot have a benefit and we suffer. Except in the way it appears in this world of duality. But in reality, that is not possible. That cannot exist. If we suffer all our suffering. Next paragraph. Here is the only principle salvation needs, nor is it necessary that your faith in it be strong, unswerving, and without attack from all beliefs opposed to it. You have no fixed allegiance. But remember, salvation is not needed by the saved. You are not called upon to do what one divided still against himself would find impossible. Have little faith that wisdom could be found in such a state of mind. But be you thankful that only little faith is asked of you. But what but a little faith remains to those who still believe in sin? What could they know of heaven and the justice of the saved? So if we still believe in sin, then we are not believing the truth. We don't know the truth. We're blocking the truth from our mind. So this is another place where I can say, let the truth be revealed and love prevail. Let's go to paragraph three here. There is a kind of justice in salvation of which the world knows nothing. To the world, justice and vengeance are the same. Think of that. To the world, justice and vengeance are the same. Now, I don't like revenge stories. I don't like them at all. They kind of make me sick to my stomach, my third chakra. Third chakra is where our ego identity lives, our self-identity lives in that, uh, is connected to that third chakra, the solar plexus. So when we feel sick to our stomach uh, because of something that's going on or not going on, it's often because of our self-identity being threatened. And so when I think of revenge stories taking justice into my own hands and watching those kinds of stories as entertainment. It makes me feel a little nauseous, a little sick to my stomach. I can feel it in my solar plexus. Oh, no. 
but they're very popular. There have been many movies and many TV shows that are about vengeance. Just thinking about that, I I would say if you feel attracted to vengeance stories, there's something very intense to be healed. And you don't have to heal it. This is the perfect opportunity to give it up to the Holy Spirit. The kinds of stories I most enjoy are redemption stories where people feel worthless. They feel lost and confused. They feel frightened and and worried. And they are desperate and they feel lost, like I said, but then they find their loving heart. They find their integrity. They find that within themselves which has to work for the greater good, has to move out of selfishness into selflessness, recognizing that the unity of all life, when we serve the light, we're serving the unity of all life, and then, of course, we're serving ourselves in the highest and best. So we see in the political arena, in all kinds of places, in corporate America, the uh, you know unbridled selfishness and insanity. But are those the people we admire? Don't we tend to admire the people who are working for the greater good? Remember what Jesus said, what you do to the least of them, you do to me. So what you do to the impoverished, the poor people who are working three jobs to feed their children, what we do to the the immigrants, what we do to... Uh, the the women and children, what we do to the folks who are struggling just to make it, what we do to the people who feel unworthy of love, what we do to the least of them, that's what we do to Jesus. That's what we do to all, because all is one. There is a kind of justice and salvation of which the world knows nothing. To the world, justice and vengeance are the same. For sinners see justice only as their punishment, perhaps sustained by someone else, but not escaped. Sinners see justice as their punishment. Think about... In movies and television, there are often stories where people do something out of selfishness. They, they murder, they steal, they destroy, uh, that kind of thing. <clears throat> and they frequently admit their guilt. They cannot bear the guilt. So they admit that they did these things. And in order to feel the relief of at least, okay, now I'm going to be punished for my 
sins, my transgressions. And uh, I can stand the guilt, but not if I get away with it. It's unbearable to get away with it. That's how a lot of people feel, and they see justice only as their punishment. However, Jesus says, the laws of sin demand a victim. Right? That's, that's the ego thought system. The laws of sin demand a victim. Who it may be makes little difference. We've seen that, right? When something really intense has happened, um, there's a mass murderer. There's um, a corporation that through their, uh, the, the individuals running the corporation through their greed and negligence, uh, other people are harmed, then we can move past it if the people are blamed and punished. Who it may be makes little difference. But death must be the cost and must be paid. This is not justice, but insanity. Yet how could justice be defined without insanity, where love means hate and death is seen as victory and triumph over eternity and timelessness and life? So, in other words, all that is to say the ego thought system is back ass words. It's, um, <laughs> I haven't said that in a very long time. Uh, it's just, it's always opposite day in the ego thought system. So, relief comes from finding the person to punish. That's the ego way. Spirit's way, relief comes when love and compassion come, when non-judgment comes, when forgiveness comes, that's where the relief is. Paragraph 4. You who know not of justice still can ask and learn the answer. So this, again, is one of the things that Jesus is consistently reminding us of. Ask and it will be answered. Ask and it will be given because it's already been given. We'll be reminded of the truth. Value the truth above all else. Let the truth be revealed and love prevail in my heart, in my mind, in my family, in my life, in my workplace, in my country, in my city, in my state. Wherever I am, let the truth be revealed and love prevail. What's not to like about the truth being revealed and love prevailing? You who know not of justice still can ask and learn the answer. Justice looks on all in the same way. It is not just that one should lack for what another has. For that is vengeance in whatever form it takes. Justice demands no sacrifice. For any sacrifice is made that sin may be preserved and kept. The rest is taken from another to be laid beside your little payment to atone for all that you would keep and not give up. So, 
whenever someone appears to have an other and they're what they have they've taken from others and those others now lack that is vengeance that's never justice because it's a form of punishment to take what others have and leave them lacking that's vengeance we see that is the way of many organizations, government, corporate, in this world, to deprive others of a living wage, to deprive others of opportunity. That's what racism and sexism and all of these things are about. Rape is a form of vengeance. Justice demands no sacrifice, for any sacrifice is made that sin might be preserved and kept. This is one of the themes of A Course in Miracles, is that no one ever has to sacrifice anything. Ever. And to have, give all to all. There is no sacrifice in God's system, only in the ego. There is no vengeance or punishment in God's system, ever. Only in the ego will we find vengeance and sacrifice. Sacrifice is a payment offered for the cost of sin, but not the total cost. The rest is taken from another to be laid beside your little payment to atone for all that you would keep and not give up. So let's give up to the Holy Spirit every pain point that we have. And what is so beautiful about this system that we live in, where we are profoundly supported uh, at all times, complete and total support at all times by spirit, that infinite intelligence, that infinite love and support that we are immersed in, it is always offering us the opportunity for healing, even when we do not have a clue as to what is wrong in the sense of what what is the stinking thinking. We don't have to know what the thought or the belief is. We don't have to know what it is we have been thinking or believing in order to get our healing. We just have to be willing to open ourselves to the healing of the Holy Spirit, which is consistently being offered to us without withholding ever. Even if I make my bed in hell, thou art with me. So if we choose to suffer... Or if we suffer, it's because we are not going to the Holy Spirit for healing. And if we would like to know that 
we are always being offered healing. Even if we have done mean and despicable things, even if we have made just really intense errors, whatever they are, we've bankrupted somebody, we've, we've injured somebody, we've said hateful, horrible things, we've neglected people, we've been selfish, we've been uh, addicted, and, and um, whatever is going on, 100% healing, compassion is being offered to us at all times by spirit, without exception, without exception. 